so this is Lauren Fiorelli, and I'm here from uh, Brooklyn Public Library. I'm here with Christopher Dunn at the Clinton Hill branch, and today is December 9th, 2015, as part of Our Streets, Our Stories. Um, Christopher has brought with him some of his journals from the past uh, uh, number of years, going back 20 to 19, years. past 20 years, going back to 1975, um, 30 years actually, no, that's 40 years that he's <laughs> Um, and we're going to first have uh, him read a couple of his entries this day, December 9th, going back, um, backwards in time. Um, so you're yeah. going to start with 2014? Yes, if you'd be kind enough. Of course. Uh, December 9th. December 9th. Uh, yes. Here we are. December 9th, 19, 2014, 2014. I got up to another rotten day and a uh, rainy, very heavy. However, I made my way downtown to my doctor. And of course, he told me to go to see another doctor. Uh, a racket. That's what a joke. I have, uh, I hate it. I, I, and how I made it through the rain is too much. I finally got in my, I got, finally got in home. My ceiling is, in, in the kitchen, has begun to leak. And, <laughs> the clown downstairs, the landlord, looked at the, and with the ceiling, and looked at, oh, and then he gave me a no, no response. And it's still the same way as it is then as it is now. The guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy, he's, 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 he's hopeless. All right, so now we're going back to... To 2005. 2005. I could have owned that building, 235 Washington, if only my uh, parents had financially helped me. But my father didn't want me to live in this neighborhood to begin with in the first place, didn't want me to go to Pratt Institute, and for the last so many years of his life, I never even spoke to him, but I did finally speak to him. And they, that was when they were still in Pennsylvania then? No, no, or no, no, moved? no. I, I, I moved here when I was three. But, um, oh, okay. So your family was in but, New York but, as well. Yes, but uh, they... Not this neighborhood. They, no, out in Bayside, Queens. Flushing in Bayside. But my parents were... Uh, uh, they separated and ultimately divorced. And so what happened here in 2005 is that I uh, neglected to write the diary, but I kept a, uh, you see... A smaller uh, note. I, 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 yes, I, I, I kept a, a, a brief that uh, I refer to, to write, to write the, to, to follow, up, follow up. Now, on the 9th of... 2005, Thumbbox uh, Reception. Now, the, the uh, Sal Mugambi Gallery, which is uh, at 5th Avenue, uh, uh, 11th and 12th Street, uh, and I'm gearing up for another Thumbbox. Well, it it's already has passed. I'm gearing up for the black and white show because each show is a theme. You know, there's a theme for flowers. There's a theme for there's a black and white show. And the black thumb box and, is the name of the event. But the thumb box is no bigger than a eleven by fourteen. If that be the oh, case, okay. that's why it's called thumb oh, box. Oh, I see what you're it's, saying. It's very yes. little painting. Uh, well, so the or, thumb box but, is a theme. They are, but but it's it's for no no larger than eleven by fourteen, including the frame. And uh, uh, and, I, and 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 now I'm I'm doing the, I'm I'm gearing up for the black and white show, which is at 
in about a couple of three weeks to, to submit the work. Yes. Uh, and so now this is December 9th, 2005. Yes. Uh, Thumbbox exhibition reception. Uh, I, I had off. It did the, and I did the wash. With got to my gallery and met a couple of women. Uh, got and got a couple of women Sterling, and got home. In other words, the women that I met were kind of took me, took me. Whatever. Let's <laughs> uh, say two two thousand. Uh, 1995. Let's see if I can get this without delaying. Take your time. Bam. Let's see. 1995. See, I also, at the end of the month, I do like a... A summary. A summary of the month. Uh, let's see. Okay, uh, Saturday, uh, the 9th of December, 1995. I woke up to a snow-covered, couriered, and Elvis print, a Courier and Ives, uh, uh, and Ives mm. print of Pratt Institute, which, you know, I looked out. I have outside my, my bedroom window, I see Pratt Institute. I have... At 235 Washington. Yes. Uh, I live on the top floor in the back. I uh, had an absolutely unbroken, beautiful view of Manhattan until they built a uh, building there, which is uh, a monster. When did they build that? About two or three years ago. Oh, okay. And it sort of broke up a, a bit of my view, but not much. I still see the Empire State Building and the bridge. Mm. But uh, to the other people, the, the other surrounding, they, 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 that building must block everybody's view. So anyway, beyond that, uh, Carrier and I's print of Pratt. In other words, uh, it was beautiful, beautiful snow covered. It's cool, but... It turned to rain. I cleaned up and tried to get the guy up the block to shake out my, uh, so to snake out my drain, because my shower drain is it, it clogs up a lot. But he was all superlative up without with with, with other stupid problems. <laughs> so maybe Mon Monday, we shall see. I did some shopping and brought enough food, bought enough food for a long time, to say the least. Then I got home. It was a mess outside. I got dinner up going early, then took a shower and prepared for the evening. I saw the Lawrence Welk show and decorated my tree. It's coming along well. Then I partied, had dinner, and fell out. So that was uh, then. 1995. 1995. Now this is 1985. Let's see what happens now. I could never do this again. No. I can never. I can never write like this again. It's oh, your best, handwriting. I, I, it's best that I, I, I. That's the only way. I don't know how I even did this. December ninth, nineteen eighty-five. What a stupid day! I woke up in time and washed up, felt rested, got to. Then eventually got going. The bus and train were fully uh, screwed and I hope to get my Benz back however, so that was the Mercedes mm. uh, I got to the 
met and that <laughs> very stupid secretary who, a woman who, who was ultimately fired, left me a note to vacuum up the office because the uh, there was a party and they left a mess on Friday. After that, because this was Monday, after after that, I, I did it, I did it, but left a note to my uh, administrator who uh, eventually agreed with me about getting something, getting uh, for the getting getting something done for what the cleaners would do. It then the same told me to out the to throw throw out the garbage then kept in the woman's bathroom <laughs> to th to clean out the, the the garbage in the woman's bathroom can you imagine I told her to superlative herself and I asked her if that was what she thought my job is I also asked her how much would she charged me to haunt a house. I spoke to my administrator and she said she would take care of it. She was ultimately fired too. Can you imagine? The rest of the day was just as stupid. <laughs> God, I hope to work for European paintings. So, so this was, uh, I was working with the Asian art department at the time. Uh, couple uh, 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 I bought a gasket a head gasket for for uh, my 57 Mercedes I had to redo the gasket so I finally got a nice so I hope good enough I, I had a good enough meal and then uh, watched the football game which is Monday night football a little and got her Got and had a few, uh, another than that. I stayed alone, then went off to sleep. So that was uh, 95. 85. 85, 85. 85. Okay, let's now, see what happens now. 1975. It's 1975. This is going back quite some time. I remember some of these days. Which is wild. Yeah, does it actually reading it make you remember the more yeah, of the day? Yeah, I remember. I remember that day of, of this. I remember. I remember. Got up. Uh, this is December 9th, 1975. Got up and I stayed home trying to uh, meet Laura at the train. But I didn't. Oh, well. Anyway, Laura's my cousin who I did a painting of, more, more than one. Uh, I, I love her just the same. I got breakfast and split for work and it was okay, out, uh, out a little wet, but that was that. So again, I got together and that was that. So work was okay. I read and did the 19th, nine, I, I did a 19 package day. At this particular time, I was working for a company called G. Shermer and Company, uh, which was a music, music. I, I don't, I'm not too overly sure if they're still in business, but there was a music octo, octovo, you know, sheet music, in other words, filling orders for orchestras, nation and globally. And I hope I even got more. And she, uh, anyway, got home, and then I went, and it was raining. I, a sweet, walked out of the uh, shop, and it was. I tried to see Steve, who was a guy that I I shared a loft with at the time. And he was a painter at my undergraduate school. And we painted in the same manner. Went home, spoke to Dad, and he is very confused. So I got 
to working on the uh, soccer and thanks, whatever the sense that makes. Maybe thank you cards. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But that's just uh, that's just a, a small fraction of, of uh, I just wanted to do a review of what I did on this day so many years back. Yeah, no, that was very interesting. Thank you. And we got some little tidbits of your history on the way. But um, as far as, as as far as living in this neighborhood is concerned, yeah, there's a lot I can say, but maybe some of it is not really something that should be recorded. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, it could be it could be construed as uh, racism. Oh, okay. It could be construed as, as that. In terms of your your perspective on the area, or well, like I said, you know, it's now Disneyland. When I first moved here, I was a snowflake in a coal bin. Yeah, that's what it was like. Now it's uh, it's being completely gentrified, and what's going on? We also went through uh, real estate corrupt, unbelievable real estate agents that uh, I'm sure that you have heard of what's called the flip. They tried to do that to my building, and they tried to do it to a lot of other buildings. But since then, it has stabilized. It's, it's settled down. And now they're doing it in other parts of town. They're doing it in Red Hook. They're doing it in Greenpoint. They're, do, they're doing it there because it's been pushed out of here. Yeah. And uh, I never got, I never got taken, but I did get jumped. I did get mugged more than more than once. In in this neighborhood. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When was that about? Oh, when I was going to Pratt, and other times. So did you you moved to this neighborhood to go when you were going to Pratt uh, when you started well, yeah, school? Well, I, I I I moved in uh, nineteen seventy. I moved here in nineteen seventy six, uh, September nineteen seventy six. And I began attending Pratt for my master's. And I liked Pratt so much that I, uh, I took just enough courses to remain matriculated. And it took me three and a half years to get out of a two-year program. Which was what program? Master's in fine arts. In fine arts. Yeah. And uh, I loved it, you know. It was uh, it was wonderful, and I uh, I I ne have never left. <laughs> when I was when I when I moved here, I was a young, illustrious student, and now it's goodbye, Mr. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you are you still involved with the school? Since I uh, so close? I. Uh, I only live about a block away, but right. I, I, I go there. I'm going to be going there uh, tomorrow to start to publish up uh, my cards, which is what uh, you see, what I've shown you. Uh, your, your art postcards? Yeah. The, 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 the this. Right. You know. So do I you... Have, I, I, do, I do my own graphics. And then I have, uh, they have a graphic department, and I go there, and being an alumnist, uh, they kind of take care of me, you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a certain perks being an alumnist. Have you seen, like, uh, any differences or changes in the school as you sort of visit now? Yes. Uh, what it is that's uh, overwhelming now, when I was studying at Pratt, it was nothing more than dirt patches. There was hardly any grass at all. Now, it's uh, fields of green. And on top of that, sculptures of all different types, cut and kinds. But what that is, is artists are renting the space to put their sculptures there. So, so Pratt's making a, a, a living off of all of these sculptures that they have all over the place. And they, uh, 
they they alternate they change them you know the, somebody has like so many like maybe a year and then he has to take it away and then somebody else comes in or he has to put a new one or something like that mm-hmm. that's how that works but uh, I've seen an incredible improvements uh, beyond evaluation particularly to the library and to facilities such as the graphic center, which uh, wasn't there when I when I was there, and so uh, I just uh, watched the trees grow and get bigger, and so on and so forth. And uh, it's just uh, I spent my life conducting it, and having been instructed by teachers who were all passed on now uh, was also a very wonderful learning experience and uh, they it's hard to all put it into a kind of nutshell but it's it's not only Pratt, but it's also the people that I've known in the neighborhood uh, also who were passed on. I mean, I'm talking about fellows who served in World War II. And they told me all their war stories and things like that. Cause I'm, I'm... These are neighbors of yours and other people living in the neighborhood? Oh, yes, yes, yes. They didn't attend Pratt, but they. I think one fellow did. But uh, the, just having that 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 experience was also very fulfilling, and like I said before, a, 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 an incredible rounding out of my or an extension of my education. How did you end up talking to these people in your neighborhood? Just I just met them. I just they walked. They were walking around the neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, we just got to talking and things like that. I could mention their names to you, but uh, I don't know if that would help or. Oh no, that's all right. I was just curious. I mean, in terms of um, like the way we live, inhabit our spaces, and and meet new people, I feel like changes over time. And I don't know. Do you like meet people in your neighborhood the same way that you did? over the years, you know, walking around talking to people in that way? Uh, just about, yes. But uh, not so much anymore because I, uh, I have to openly admit maybe I do stay to myself, but then there, are, there, there isn't anybody that, uh, that, that I, 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 I would want to. Uh, I don't think anybody would want to talk to me, <laughs> to, to say the least. But, uh, you know, I'm talking about maybe people in the grocery stores and things like that. But uh, I don't really know uh, anybody like a neighbor anymore. They, they well, since passed on. And there's nobody else that has, has come back that, that like that. To be able to uh, to to have that kind of communication with, but you know, you've given me uh, food for thought about maybe, but uh, I have to openly admit, I have to say right now, uh, it's not the same as it was. It's really not. Uh, it's not so much gotten a very lonely place, but it's uh, not as it was. I have to say that. Hmm. In it's, what ways? Uh, well, unless I open up and find new friends and join a club and this and that, but there isn't. Not that I know of. There aren't any like groups, you mean? Right. Except you. The librarian. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's, th- it's that. 
Tracy is, in my opinion, a saint. The library here. Yes. Pure. Pure and simple. Nothing more. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't have had the job that I just recently had, uh, which I probably will go back to unless uh, something else emerges. I worked for the Mets over the past uh, season as a parking attendant. And uh, <laughs> if you want some excuses, I got some buttes. Because <laughs> there are people, they try to get in sideways. Uh, Swin lose. Oh. oh. Uh, but she helped me get that job through the computer and everything else. And now there's another lead that uh, we're working on uh, for a school teaching uh, carpentry and construction. So we just emailed off some information just a couple minutes ago. Is that in the area? Or? Right here. Well, no, no, no. It's in Long Island City. Okay. It's a school. It's a technical school. So uh, I, we'll see what happens. So the ball is in their court. They get to contact me, and we'll, we'll take it from there. But if they don't, well, what can I do? Because hmm. the, the job was in... Uh, the Times, last Sunday's Times. And uh, so, we'll see what happens now. Um, you mentioned on this on the form that you filled out that <laughs> the neighborhood to you has gone from appalling to Disneyland. So what, what was the appalling? Because you wanted this sort of Well, abandoned, of abandoned buildings, right and left. Just unbelievable. Abandoned buildings on my, on my very block. Uh... On St. James Place, uh, there were three or four buildings just completely gutted out. And uh, I even made a movie called The, the, the Artist's Dream. Because I, I, I uh, amateur, amateur film uh, maker. And my film was about uh, an artist who woke up out of uh, a, uh, he, he, he woke up out of, out of, out of this, uh, this, this, this deteriorated building. And then he, he became, he, in, in his dream, he became a, uh, like a, a, a high gentleman with, uh, you know, like a tuxedo and, and things like that. And I put all this into film. And then, in, in the conclusion of the movie, he, he goes back. The dream, he wakes up out of the dream. But he, he goes for carriage rides and everything else. And uh, that was pretty much kind of like the way I kind of saw the neighborhood. Because at that particular time, when I first moved in, it was very, very, very dis disheveled. There was no question of it. Unbelievable. But slowly, incrementally, and with a lot of service from, from me and other people, we began to rebuild these buildings. And that's what kind of service do you mean on your part? Carpentry. Uh, masonry. So you helped do some of the rebuilding? Oh, yeah. yeah. Painting. Floor sanding. You name it. Was that as part of a as a, of an organization or a group? No, or? no, no. A friend of mine and other people that I were that I, I knew at the time who have since also passed on got a hold of a building, and uh, they just hired us to uh, to to help repair it. So it was, I worked on many many buildings around here beyond evaluation. Mostly homes, or um... oh, yeah, homes. Well, also like apartment houses yeah. and things. But a, a fellow that I, I worked with, I haven't seen him for quite some time. I don't know what ever happened to him really. Uh, he got a hold of a sanding machine, a floor sanding machine, and and uh, I, I did the edging. He sanded the floor, and I and I edged, and then we would polyurethane the floor and, and so on, and then. We would do that first. Then I would put uh, 
paper down, construction paper, and then I would paint the apartment. And so one by one, uh, it all kind of fell together. So now, that's why it's, uh, in a sense, much, much better than it certainly was when I moved in here, when I moved here. So did you see the families, like, you know, that moved into these apartments that you'd worked on? Or? In some cases, yes. Did they sort of but, become your neighbors, or, or were they... No, the, the, no, they uh, just people that... Well, in some cases, yes, they, they did become friends. But uh, they uh, also moved on and uh, uh, went on to something else. So that they don't exactly live in the neighborhood anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, many actually. One fellow who lived immediately next door to me, who was a World War II veteran, Carmine, a very nice fellow. He's passed on now. He allowed a, uh, a fellow up the block to grow tomatoes in his front yard. Uh, and it would be nice to come home, and uh, and, the, and the, these tomato plants are all over the place. So, so I'd take a little tomato and I <laughs> <laughs> on your walk back home. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but that since then that guy uh, he 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 moved back to New Jersey. So there's really uh, there's only one two people left, but I, I I hardly ever see them. A woman by the name of Ra, who uh, uh, lives not too far away from me, and my friend Tony, who did the floor sanding thing. And I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know where he's, if he was a flaky guy to begin with in the first place. But uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Is what happens with them, what happened with him. So all throughout this um, work, all this carpentry work you're doing, you're making your art while you're living? Yes, yes, in yes. The and then also uh, working to, to establish uh, myself in galleries and also working uh, at the New York City Opera Company, sketching backstage. It was all, all, all at the same time. Everything was happening at once. And so what, can you say for me, the galleries in the, in the area that you were? The uh, Williamsburg Art and Historical Society. Right. And the other is the Sal Mugambi Gallery at Fifth Avenue between 11th and 12th Street. Oh, so that one's in Manhattan. Yeah, that one's in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, the Williamsburg Gallery is, is in Williamsburg. So I had a show, personal one-man show, in a uh, a restaurant not too far from the gallery in Williamsburg, but that was just maybe a couple, three weeks. Mm -hmm. I can uh, give you the name of it, but I have to find it. But it's. Uh, so, it do you want to tell me a little bit about the woman you mentioned to me before we started, uh, who who y runs the gallery? Yuko um, Ni. Yuko Ni. Y u k o n i i. She's Japanese. She was born in uh, 1945 at the end of World War II. A uh, horrifying time to be born in Japan. But uh, she grew up in Japan and then came to New York to attend Pratt. I attended Pratt in from 1976 to 1980, class of 1980. She was a member of Pratt or attended Pratt uh, around a good five or six years earlier. So she was like around like 1968 to 1971. She she attended Pratt as uh, an undergraduate student, fine arts. And did you meet her through the school, or did? No, no. Uh, I met Yuko, I'm curious that she should ask, I'll have to think about this one. Uh, I met Yuko through 
a local newspaper that advertised the Williamsburg Art and Historical Center. It was like a local newspaper here. And I called them up and I spoke to Terry, her husband. And I and I said, how, how do you, how, how would I establish myself as, a, as, a, as an artist? And he said, well, you just come in and uh, uh, bring your portfolio and, and we get started. And this was a good, well, way back. It would be on the, around uh, uh, 19, a good 15 years ago or so. And uh, when I walked in, it was uh, like a junk shop. It was all his stuff all over the place. Car parts here and there, and and uh, then I, I, sp I spoke with Yuko. I met her, spoke with her, and she was she's a little she's she's no bigger than about like five feet if she's that. Uh, and she smoked like you would not believe. Holy smokes, just unbelievable, and very thin, and. That's how I got started. And then, progressively, I helped her restore the building to uh, what it is now. And uh, I have been out of touch with her, but I think you have her number. And uh, I'll call her, and I'll mention what it is that's going on here, and tell her all about it and see what she says. That'd be great. Did, so did, um, through working with her, did you meet other artists, like a sort of community of artists in the area, or? Oh, oh, from, from the gallery? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and many, uh, I was able to uh, introduce them to the Sal Mugambi Gallery at Fifth Avenue, and, they, and get them in there, get them established there, as well as uh, meeting artists at the uh, Sal Mugambi and then having them go back to the Williamsburg now. So it was kind of like a back and forth thing. Yeah, connection. Yeah. So, and, and you see, the Sal Mugambi, it's not so much just a gallery, but it's, uh, it's, it's also, it's a, it's a, it's a bar. It's a, it's a bar, but it's not, it's not that much bigger than this desk. It's about from here to there. It's only about maybe four feet. And it's not the type of bar where you sit down and you have a beer or a drink. It's, it's uh, you, you get a drink or a beer, and then you go and find a table someplace. And there's also pool tables down in the back. There's, a, there's an upper gallery and a lower gallery. And we have exhibitions in the lower gallery. And it's also a restaurant. So that's what Yuko wanted to do. She wanted to turn her place into a kind of what the Samagambi thing was doing. And that's why I cleaned out the basement, but she never really took it much further than that. But when we do have openings, she does have tables and chairs and candles and food and things. So it's she does it that way. And a bar and everything else. But uh, it's more like uh, beer. It's not really like drinks. And even at Samagambi, it's... Uh, Budweiser, Amstel Light, Heineken, and that's it. And it's bottled. It's not tap. And then the uh, the drinks are like just scotch and uh, and gin and vodka. You know, it's 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 not it's not like a regular. It's not like a bar. Like right. A bar. You know. And you show me a lot of your the portraits uh, from the opera and stuff. But um, was any of your work your artwork inspired by Brooklyn or your or your neighborhood or anywhere? Um. Nothing other than the fact that maybe, just maybe, because attending Pratt, it drove me to work much like Degas and Lautrec and sketch backstage while I was going to school. And in the meantime, I uh, was taken by the women that I worked with, the Sopranos and uh, other women, 
uh, to do paintings of them. So not only was I doing the paintings that I needed to do in order to graduate, I was doing paintings on my own. So I was doing, a, I was fighting a two-frontal war. And uh, I don't know if I could swing it anymore now, but even though now, I, I, what, I, what, I, what I try and do is uh, pastels, drawings and pastels. I can get the work out faster and get it out a little quicker. What are your subjects more now? Same thing. Portraits. Yeah. Well, yes. Or figure studies. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you and is so is your apartment on Washington Avenue? Is that sort of like your yes, studio I'm, where you do I'm, all your work? And... Yes. Yes. I, I live right on the corner of Washington and Willoughby, two thirty five Washington and Willoughby. It's right on the corner right there. Mm -hmm. And I uh, when I when I came into the neighborhood initially. My father said, what you have to do is you drive around the school, drive around the various blocks, drive around, drive around, up and down, back and forth, and just see what, what, what's a, if, if there's anything available. And what I saw was appalling, just absolutely appalling. It was like shantytown. Now, it's completely different. And I went over to Pratt Institute to the uh, student services to, uh, to look up apartments. And I, there was a list, there was a, like a bulletin board or a cork board, and I saw an apartment at 235 Washington Avenue for $175. And that was the least expensive. And I said, well, I'm going to look at that. So I, I walked up Willoughby to Washington, and I turned, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. This is 235 Washington. That's the very house, when I first drove into the neighborhood, I said, if, if there's a place I want to live, it's there. And I walked up, and a, a woman was coming out, and I said, uh, this is 235, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I said, is there, is there a, an apartment available in this building? Yeah, she said, up in the back. Uh, and I, okay, okay. And then I called the woman who at that time owned the building. Her name was Joan Smith. And I, I said, uh, you know, I'm interested in the apartment. And she said, all right, uh, all right. So about the next day, uh, my father and I, we sat on the front stoop and he said, you know, the heck with this, the heck with this, let's go, come on, the heck with this. I said, forget it. I'm going to go to school here. I want to live here. You want to leave? Fine. And uh, then the woman came up, Joan Smith, and we went upstairs. And uh, the uh, apartment, the top floor is two apartments. The other uh, uh, apartments in the building are floor, what they call a floor through. And the, uh, so there was the front and the back apartment, and I could have had either one of the, both, uh, one of the two. So I, I said, no, 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 this, the one in the back, that's, that's, this one's for me, that, that, that's it. And the front one, uh, which was a little, it's a little smaller, not that much smaller, but this, it's not, I don't have the largest space in the world. But I sense from the time I moved in, I took some walls down and uh, sanded the floors. And I, I built a loft bed, a greater utilization of space. And uh, I have it set up in such a way so that uh, in my living room, I had my easel and then I had a mirror. And then I had uh, my, my, my drawing table, which is underneath my loft bed, which is still there to this day. I can look into the from the kitchen and into uh, the living room through a mirror. 
which is an old artist trick. Da Vinci did this. He looked at his work through a mirror. And that's why he also, Da Vinci, he wrote all of his, his manuscripts by looking in a mirror and he wrote it down. He wrote it down backwards because he was afraid that people would steal his ideas. Really, I'm not kidding. So that's how I can see the painting. I see it in reverse. And you can see all the, the, the imperfections, the flaws, the, what, what, the corrections that need to be made. And so uh, that's the way I work to this very day. Now, the front apartment has changed hands many, many times. But for the last 10 years or so, or more, a woman has lived out there. Her name is Lynn, and who uh, if, if she would marry me, I would, I would be the happiest fellow in the world. But uh, uh, she stays quite, quite to herself. And then we went through an un unscrupulous group of unscrupulous landlords who tried to swindle, cheat, connive their way to a point where one tried to forge my name onto a lease and, uh, and, and, and cause me to pay more money than I, I needed to, to a point where I had to go to the Department of Housing, file a case against them, and, and uh, screaming at me, what did I do that for? And uh, I finally I, we went to court. He never shows up. He subpoenas me into court, and he never, he never shows up. And the uh, judge throws it out. Then he subpoenas me again, and he never shows up again. And then what, what, what the, the bottom line is is that I was awarded almost maybe $20,000 or more in a rent overcharge. To this day, I'm still paying it off. And that's why I'm only paying less than $500 a month. And now that I'm 62, the rent is frozen. And the people that own the building now are very, very, they're decent. They're decent people. And they've had the building for a little over 10 years. But we went through some horrifying uh, times with unscrupulous owners, sweets, or, or cheats, sweets, cheats, that uh, thought they could get away with it. But maybe because of me, I don't know, that they, they're, they're, they're doing it in Red Hook, they're doing it in Bensonhurst, they're doing it in other parts of Brooklyn they've been pushed out so this has become a little bit more stabilized here that's why I say it's now Disneyland you see all these these uh, women pushing children in, in carts or whatever those little baby carts it wasn't like that then but it's like that now and this neighborhood for them in well I, I won't see it but in their lifetime, this will be something else. But the point of the issue is, is one reason why this neighborhood deteriorated so badly was both not only World War I, but World War II, but World War II particularly. I see the Navy Yard from my, my window. They turned out two destroyers a day during World War II. And it was that that did it. It was, it was the war that did that to, to, to deteriorate this neighborhood. It was that. In what way? By using it as an industrial park, not as a residential community. It was that. And... Since then, we have recovered in that in that respect. But it was it, that that played a great part in the deterioration of the neighborhood. 
Whereas people of quality, people of substance, people of, of, of uh, background moved out. They went out to Queens. They went up to Connecticut. They went anywhere. And what moved in were welfare collectives, uh, people who, who didn't, didn't, didn't even pay any rent at all, and uh, subsequently damaged the buildings, burned the buildings. That's where the, the, the bombed out buildings occurred. That's what they did. That's what happened. It became very dangerous and uh, drug-infested. Myrtle Avenue, to this day, Myrtle Avenue is still dicey. But even that has improved. But there were all kinds of uh, drug, drug uh, storefronts and stuff like that. I don't know anything about it now. I think that's all a thing of the past. But even to this day, I was uh, uh, in my drugstore right on the, it's uh, Waverly and Myrtle. It's the drugstore that I go to. I know the fellow. He's very, very good. Uh, there were police there and everything. A, a woman tried to, I don't know what happened. I didn't particularly ask. But this is only about maybe a month ago. Something happened that they had to call the police. She, she was either robbing them or did something, whereas they had to call the police. So it's not really altogether that uh, on the up and up. It's still, as I would say, dicey. And uh, you just have to be uh, a little on the careful side. Yeah, and or only go there if uh, needs must. Well, we're at about a little over our time. Do you have any other closing thoughts? And Nothing other than to thank you for your kind uh, uh, consideration. And uh, I hope that I have been something of a help to you. Of course. And uh, hope that uh, this progresses more and uh, we see what happens now thanks for talking with me i really appreciate hearing all of your stories that you have to share today oh that's just the tip of the iceberg <laughs>